0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey, we're in this series on Thanksgiving and Praise Life, and today I wanna talk to you about one of the most powerful elements, I think, that goes with your life of thanks. And today I wanna talk to you about the power of gratitude, amen? Um, we don't talk about it a lot. We don't talk about it enough, I think, you know, being grateful or having an attitude of gratitude or just being grateful for what God has done. I think we live in a society that's kind of like, you know, you know, we have entitlement. Like, entitlement is really become, I don't know if you guys seen it. It's like I seen, I think, like, generations before, because things were kind of sparse, you know, just had a real gratitude. You know, I remember, like, I... I used to came around. I remember I tell my mother this story. I remember my grandmother, one time grandma was like, she's like, get the broom and sweep the sidewalk. I was like, sweep the sidewalk? Like, what the heck is this? I'm like, what do I got to sweep this? I was a kid, you know? And they, you remember those big old bristle, remember that groovy broom? The thing was like ginormous, man. And my grandmother's like, sweep the sidewalk. I was like, this is crazy. You know what I'm thinking? like, And I took this big old broom, I was little, and I swept the sidewalk. It was actually the sidewalk. It wasn't like her walk. It was the sidewalk. They were, like, proud of, like, the sidewalk. I was like, okay, you tell me, you know, because I used to drive her crazy with that big wheel and pedal it too fast and skid right before I went into the street. Praise the Lord. So I figured I might as well sweep the sidewalk for it, make her happy. But what was they saying? It seems like a generation before, maybe because it was sparse, or maybe they went through hard times, or they came over, and they didn't have, they were grateful for that. Now we got these kids, not to be rough, they just, enti- they deserve everything. Everything's entitled to this, I'm entitled to that. Let me tell you something. I'm a, I went to the store the other day and you're lucky I don't get, if I thank God I got three lawyers, I need them. The other day, I'm not kidding you. I went into, I was in Vegas with them guys and I watched the guy picking stuff off the shelf and I go, man, he's got a lot of stuff. And the guy walked right out the door of the Walgreens. Like, bye, see you later. I'm in line paying for stuff and I go, you guys just let this happen? And they're like, yeah. They're like, oh, got to go fill out a report. I was like, wow, that's cool. That's really interesting. I said, the report I'd be filling out is how I smacked you with a baseball bat in the parking lot and got my stuff that I'm paying for, and then that'd be the report we'd have to fill if I worked here. Thank God I don't work retail. And I'm like, walk in this store, people just taking stuff. Well, it's a, um, you see it on the news. It's happening right here. It's happening. I was at the Tanger. The guy goes, oh, yeah, they came in here, and they just took stuff out and walked out. I said, and you sit here and watch this. Oh, yeah, because, you know, everybody's entitled to stuff is so whacked that if you even think this is normal, you're crazy. Okay? So let's stop this thing and let's say you think there's a a, a gratitude and a thing going on in the earth. The devil's crazy. And if you're not careful in the church, we lose a sense of gratitude for what God has given us because this thing's running rampant out there. Everybody deserves that. You don't deserve nothing in life. You know what I'm saying? Life is what you make it, man. You know, and these kids are getting brainwashed by school and all this other stuff like, oh, you know, this is, no, 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 no. We got to have an attitude of being grateful. You know what? Maybe you're not having everything you want to have in life, but guess what? It could be a whole lot worse. And I think what happens is we get this thing like what we don't have and what we don't see and what's not happening. And if you're not careful, sometimes we start getting in this wrong attitude and we're not being grateful. And if you're not careful, what starts happening is you start getting in this mindset of almost becoming unthankful and becoming ungrateful. And the next thing you know, you start moving into complaining. And today, that's what I want to talk to you about, isn't this, is that if we're not careful, We're going to slip into this arena of complaining. I want you to notice, if you want to move from being overwhelmed in life and have an overflowing life, there's things we need to start doing. And today we're going to look at this. Number one thing we're going to have to do is we're going to have to start becoming grateful and we're going to have to stop complaining. I think I'm opening up a little bit of a thing here today about complaining you know, I want you to know that complaining isn't getting anybody anywhere. And there's two things I want to talk to you today about is we got to learn how to stop complaining and we got to stop arguing. The Bible's real clear about these things. We don't talk about it enough. But sometimes if you're not keeping an attitude of gratitude, you start complaining about stuff. And I don't know about you, but I think we're all going to get a checkup from the neck up today a little bit with the complaining. Because what happens is, right, aren't we quick to complain? Don't you notice your first response to everything in life is to complain about it? that you have to program yourself to almost be grateful. Otherwise, you start complaining about things that we don't need to be complaining about, but because we don't have gratitude as the first thought in our mind, we become complainers instead of being grateful. And I understand sometimes life isn't easy, but this is what I want you to know. God still said to be grateful. Now, I want you to see this. Studies have actually shown that people that keep gratitude release a chemical in their brain that makes them feel peaceful and happy. An attitude of gratitude is something you could start from the moment you get up. Before you get out of bed, you could be what? Remembering and making a mental note of the things that you're grateful for. I want you to know this, that if you do not understand the power of gratitude and the attitude of gratitude, you're probably going to be complaining. Look at this. Number one, here's the thing you got to do. You got to start developing an attitude of gratitude. Write that down. It's not going to come by just happenstance. You're going to have to think grateful thoughts. I'm telling you today, I know it it gets, it was quiet in here at nine o'clock. You know what I mean? Because it was really quiet because I know what happened. Because then I'm going to talk, I was talking about marriage and I was talking about, I don't know what I was talking about all that for, but you got to be grateful for your spouse. You got to be grateful for stuff. We start overlooking a lot of stuff, guys. And if you're not careful, whatever you don't celebrate in life, I'm going to tell you what starts happening. Starts slipping out of your life. It's the God's honest truth. And 9 o'clock, it was thick in here with this. Because, what I was, because you're too busy living an Instagram life, some of you. Shut that stupid phone off. None of these people are normal. Half the people you look at Instagram, that fake phony life is garbage. They just show you the highlights. They're not showing you the truth. You understand this? And you're too busy looking at everybody else's life while yours is passing you by. Cut it out. Come on, I'm being serious. I don't know where that came from, but that was at nine and it's back here at 1030. You know what I'm saying? You're too busy playing games and life's passing you by. Come on, get in this thing and start living in the thing to be grateful for what you do have. Be grateful for the relationship you have. Be grateful for the kids and God. I know some of them are 50 and they only cause problems, but praise God, thank God. You liked them when you took them home from the hospital. Look what it says right here. Developing an attitude of gratitude. Look what it says in Philippians two and three. I love this scripture. For God is at work within you. This is so good. This is what God's doing in you on a daily basis. God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him. That's the living Bible. Isn't that good? What is, you ever ask yourself, well, what are you doing in there, God? <laughs> like, what are you doing inside me? Here's what he's doing. Boy, this is good, ain't it? Check it out. God is at work within you and me. Billy, helping me want to obey him. I like that. That's what God's doing in you. He's helping you. And then... He's helping you do what he wants. Man, God's working on your behalf to help you work it out. Now watch the next verse. And everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing. Oh, you better take a picture of that. Them are the power twins. Complain, everybody say complain, and argue. They're twins. They stay together. Because once you start complaining, sooner or later you're going to start arguing. Come on. Yeah, no, none of you arguing, none of you complaining. Y'all lying in church again every week. Oh, it's the same. No, what am I trying to do? Check up, right? Hey, man, are we arguing? Are we getting in this strife? Are we getting out of place? Stay away from it. Why? Because you don't want to start complaining because it becomes contagious. Now, listen, everybody in here knows somebody in their life that constantly stinking complains. How many of you work, don't raise your hand, don't look over to the person next to you. How many of you work with a person when all they do is complain? Or you got a relative, all they do is complain? How enjoyable is that phone call or how enjoyable is it that break room time with that individual? They got nothing positive to say about nothing. You ever come out of an atmosphere of a complainer? Come on, Right? How many got that one prayer? All you do is complain. Nothing's good. Nothing's great. And complain, complain. How many, when you see their phone... Show up your number. Show up on your phone, on your caller ID. You're like, oh great, not going to pick that one up. Why? Because that's forty five minutes of complaining and blah 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 blah. Listen, why? Because if you're not careful, by default, you're going to start complaining, complaining about work, and complaining about this, and complaining about that, and complain, complain, complain. Jesus said, don't complain and don't argue. Now the big thing with arguing is this: once you start opening up the door to argument. My God in heaven, man, it's hard to close that door on that devil because guess what? That strife will enter in your home. It'll enter into work. It'll enter in areas. And now you're going to have even more problems to deal with. But when you start becoming a person of gratitude, everybody say gratitude, you start changing your whole atmosphere. You ever been around somebody positive all the time? You know what I'm saying? You ever feel like slapping them sometimes though when you want to get mad? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, every day, like, you're like, oh, you're like, no, it's going to be okay. You ever get that person, it's going to be okay. You want to get mad? I'm going to preach to myself today. Forget about you guys, right? And I'm like, I want to get mad. And they're like, oh, it's going to be all right. You're like, why don't you shut up, okay? Because I feel like yelling for a little bit. Now you bother me. You make me feel bad. Let me scream. You know what I'm saying? And then you're like, oh, great. And that person, that one person that you know that no matter what's going on, it's like, Oh, you know, they're always like that. Oh, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Like, I'm going to shove the jar of lemonade down your throat because you're bothering me with the lemonade story. I don't want to hear about lemonade. How about when life gives you lemons, we take the lemons and throw them at the people we don't like. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. How you like that? No, they're like, make lemonade. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about spilt milk. You can't cry over it. It makes the house stink. I'm mad about it. Why don't you get mad? They don't move. They don't budge. Why? Because they're not going to allow their attitude to change of gratitude no matter what's going on in life because of circumstances and situations. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. And sometimes you ever get to that spot when you just go over the edge and nothing's good. You just start complaining. And you're complaining about, you know what's funny? You're complaining about that spouse that you prayed to God to get. remember that? Remember that? Remember that when you were alone? Come on now. Easy. Come on. Remember I'm alone. Loneliness took me for a ride. Come on. You're alone. And now you prayed, oh Jesus, send my Boaz. Here he is. There's your stud. Praise the Lord. You got Mr. Potato Head right there sitting next to you. Glory to God. Stop it. I'm not being disrespectful. You know what I'm saying. What am I saying? You pray. Oh, God, if you'll just give me her, I love her. Yeah, now she's here 20 years later. Come on. No, are you grateful? We start losing gratitude. We start, remember them kids? Oh, praise the Lord Jesus. You got the pictures? You know, you got the little pictures? Oh, there's a the little peanut in the womb. want it to your mom. Look, there he is. Joker shows up now, he's like 6'3. He's carrying me around the house. I'm like, oh my God, his kid, right? No, but you were grateful. Not that you're not, but you start losing the gratitude in the moment because sometimes, what? Some of this stuff doesn't come with instructions, and it starts taxing you, and now the thing that you wanted, or the thing you desired, or the blessing of the Lord, because you've taken your focus off of gratitude, now starts seeming like it's a burden in life, and now what are you doing? Instead of being grateful for them, you're complaining about them. I got on them at nine o'clock. I said, you got to protect your marriage. Oh, well, you know, we we kind of go out. No, you better make sure you go out. You better set time up. Well, my schedule's busy. You better bump. I had this business guy. I said, look, dude, stop with the nonsense of doing this. Like, oh, what's left over? She gets. No, 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 no. You better pick the first now, some of you retired or different story, but some of you people still grinding hard. You gotta pick that book and go, okay, here's the month of December. It hasn't even started yet. When we going out? Don't make excuses. Go walk on the beach. It's free for crying out loud. Don't give me you ain't got no money. I'll give you 20 bucks. Go buy a coffee. Listen, stop this. You understand what I'm saying? Well, you know, it ain't that big a deal. We got little kids. Nah, 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 nah. Stop making excuses. It gets quiet. got quiet at nine. It's going to go on. Well, we've been married for 40 years. What in the heaven are we going to talk about? How do I know? But well, you better make time to spend time. Otherwise, you're going to get so stinking busy. And I got news for you. You know those kids? You better get this priority right. You married, the husband, your wife's your first priority. Wife, your husband's your first priority. You know what starts happening? Everybody's stinking selfish. Well, what are you going to do for me? And then he's looking at you. Well, what are you going to do for me? That is not the biblical example of marriage, and that is not the biblical example of a relationship. My job, your job is this. You get up and go, hey, I get up and go, what am I going to do for you and the rest of this house? And she needs to get up and go, hey, what am I going to do for you and the rest of the house? We are so out of order because we're not paying attention to biblical order. Sometimes what happens is everybody gets up every day. What is the world doing for me? That's selfish. Love does what's most beneficial for the other person. So guess what that means? You're going to have to go out of your way. So guess what? I don't like certain things she likes. But guess what I got to do? Because you love her, you got to go. Oh, now here comes the complainant. I don't want to go. You think I want to go? I just told you I don't want to go. But what do you do? You do what they like to do because it's what they like to do. It got quiet at 9. It's going to get quiet at 10.30. Might as well get over it. This is what I'm telling you. So say, well, you know, that's not what it is. No. And the thing is, too, don't go complaining. Oh, my God. I'd be like, in the beginning, I was complaining about, why do I got to go do this? That's what she wants to do. Stop going, because I told you guys this. The doc guy came. Your brain don't, guys, listen to me. Listen, ladies, I, I, I gotta do this again today. All right, whatever, right? This is why I'm here, to help you, right? A guy can't think and feel at the same time. It's impossible. Your brain ain't right. That's why men are from Mars, women are from Venus, or Venus and Mars. I don't know what that's all about. I didn't read the book, right? This is all I know, biblical, and I'm telling you what i saying. So you're looking at him pouring out your heart, right? You're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and she's like, what do you think about that? And he goes, I don't know. And you think he's a moron. He's not a moron. He can't think and feel. And that's why some of you, when I told you, remember, like you pro- you argue, you want to know why you argue? Because you prod one another. You want to know why you prod one another? Because you want an emotional response. And you prod and you poke until you get, see, women are not naggy. They're poking. You know why she's poking you? She's a poker. You know why she pokes you? This is good stuff. You don't notice. All right, here's why She's poking you Because you never get emotional with her because you're only in your thinking side. She want to get you to the feeling side, so she pokes you a little bit. I don't poke him. Yeah, you do. You're a poker because you want emotions. And if he doesn't give you emotions, you poke and you poke and you poke and you poke and you poke poke. till he starts giving you an emotional response. Guess what that emotional response is going to be? Negative. Because he doesn't know how to think and feel at the same time. So what you got to do is you got to kind of massage it out of them through love. But here's what I'm trying to get. get See, you're going to start arguing. What did it say to do? Stop complaining and stop arguing. You know why you're arguing and complaining? Because you're not getting gratitude on the front of this thing. Amen. If you don't get the gratitude right and the thankfulness right, now the thing that's supposed to be a blessing in your life is going to wind up becoming a mess in your life because you're not celebrating it. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. So you're like, oh, you know, well, praise be to God. What are you trying to say, Pastor Chris? What I'm trying to get you to understand is this, is that you got to stay away from complaining and arguing because I'm going to tell you right here now, if you do not stay away from complaining and arguing, you're going to have problems. See, big. Do you understand the poking business? You got it? Why are you poking? Emotional response. So when is everybody going to get transparent and start being transparently responsive in the beginning? Well, I don't want to tell you how I really feel. Why? Because we can't get transparent. And ladies, let me tell you another thing. I'm on this thing. I'm on this he gets transparent, and then you get mad when he tells you the truth. What's the matter with you? You just ask him to tell you the truth. He's scared to tell you the truth. I should get paid for this, shouldn't I? Praise God. So big Dr. Bob. <laughs> no, but I'm, t- I'm trying to help you. I don't really care about you paying me for it. Come on. Pay attention. You see what I'm saying? So now you're in this thing, and now we got poking, prodding, arguing, complaining. You know, you're this, you're that. Cut it out. Start being grateful. Get up tomorrow morning and go, hey, what can I do for my spouse and what can I do for the house? Whatever, the kids and the whole deal. Stop looking and seeing what am I, what am I getting at? of this? And guys, let me tell you about the guys. What their problem is, they feel, they feel unappreciated. Because a guy needs respect and he wants honor. That's what he wants. That's his two power twins. Okay? He wants that. You know what I'm saying? Because you're talking to a king and a fool. There's a fool inside that joker and there's a king. You talk to the fool, the fool will come out. You gotta talk to him right. You talk to him like a fool; fool's gonna come out of him. You ain't gonna like the fool because it's in there. Tell me, talk to him like a king. That joker blossom. It's the truth. Okay, so you get this. So you got—I don't know why I'm on this, but who cares, right? So this is good stuff. You better talk. You gotta talk right, and you gotta set an atmosphere. It's important. So I don't want to do it. Well, that's because you're selfish. And then you gotta do what's most beneficial for the other person. Some of you got a real doozy on your hands, you know, because they, 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 she wants to take you flying kites in the middle of the park. Who wants to do that all day for crying out loud? But guess what? If that's her bag. You got to go. And don't go complaining. You know, they dragged me to Hobby Lobby the other day. God bless Hobby Lobby and God bless your department and all that stuff. But I can't take that place for more than eight minutes. What's going on in this joint? I don't even know what's going on. I went in there, I found a Jesus mural. They said they're bringing it to me. Somebody's bringing me that mural. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but praise be to God. I thought I'd make a bedspread out of it. I'm making TikToks or whatever that is. I'm jerking. I can't, my attention span's blown. But I went. I was like, yeah, they all want to go. Let's get more Christmas trees. We have got five. We need more. Help me understand this. But you like it. I'm going to make them go fishing with me, Jerry. I'm going to say, here's the whole family on the boat. This is what I want to do today. Everybody touch dirty bait. Glory to God. This is going to be fun. Stick your hand in the bait bucket and bait your own hook. That makes me happy. This is going to be a great day. When we do what I want to do. You see what I'm saying? See, but this is what I'm saying. But it's give and it's take and it's this. Because what's what happens? Watch what happens. Second Timothy 2, 21. You know this is true. When I'm done today, you're going to see this. Because this is what happens. But we start becoming ungrateful. Look at this up there. Passion, right? But you, Timothy, must not what? You must see this. Must not see your life in ministry this way. But your life in ministry must not be disgraced for you to, Be a pure container of Christ, dedicated to be, what? Honorable, okay? And purpose of your master. Prepared for every good work that he gives you to do. Now watch this. Check this out. Keep going. Run as fast as you can from all ambitions, what? And lusts of youth. And chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy, Pursuit and live in peace with those who worship our Lord Jesus with a pure heart. 23. Check this out. Stay away from foolish arguments of the immature right there. When there's arguing going on, we're acting immature. If you got arguing in your home, somebody's being immature. You ever argue in your house and you want to argue and your spouse wants to walk away and you get mad about it because you want to finish the fight? You're being a baby preaching way better than your amen to me today. I love this stuff. Like, amen, Pastor Chris. Go, keep preaching. Yes, amen. Yeah, you ever want to fight and then somebody wants to stop the fight? Usually the wife wants to be like, let's talk about this later. You're like, no, we're gonna talk about it now. And you pour more gasoline on this mess because you couldn't be mature enough to stay still just for a little while and let the heat go down. Yeah, I'm picking on you. Roll up your toes. You'll feel better when you leave. This is going to be like therapy today when I'm done with you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you're being immature. Stop it. Why? Because this is big. Look what he says. Stay away from these arguments for these disputes will only generate what? What? No, no, no. Next one. Look at this, right? Run as fast as you can. Live in peace with all those, right? Keep going. 23, where we were. Stay away from all these foolish arguments for the immature. They only produce more conflict. What are we going to do? I'm going to get in strife. That's what arguing is. It's strife. Strife messes up your vision. Strife messes up how you see. Strife-free life. Strife-free house. Ain't letting no strife in here, man. You got to be on guard against strife. Look what it says. 24, watch this. You're going to see this. For the true servant of the Lord, Jesus, will not be argumentative, but gentle towards all and skilled in helping others see the truth, having great patience, oh God, towards the immature, now we got to be patient. This is a big bowl of nonsense I don't want to be part of, right? Patience, immaturity, arguing, strife. Now I got to be patient. Why is this? Because this is big. 25 will explain it. You see this. Then with meekness, you'll be what? You'll be what? You'll be able to carefully enlighten those who argue with you so they can see God's gracious gift of repentance and be brought to the truth. So, you standing there and keeping it together and not entering in is going to show the other person, like, hey, man, God's grace is in this thing. And why is this so important? The next verse will change your life. Because this will cause them to rediscover themselves and escape from the snare of Satan, who caught them in his trap. Strife's a snare. Arguing's a snare. Complaining's a snare. I don't think it's a, it's a snare, it's a snare. It's a setup from the enemy to rob you of your peace. It's a setup from the enemy to rob you from God's best life. It's a setup, man. Don't enter into it. It ain't worth it, man. Don't go there. Don't go there to the complaining. Well, you know, he's not this and he's not that and she not this and she not that and blah, blah, blah. Are you doing as much praying as you are complaining? When's the last time you got on your knees and prayed for that Joker? I don't know if I like you, Pastor Chris. Well, praise the Lord. When's the last time you got on your knees and said, Jesus, let the heart of God be in this man? When's the last time you prayed for your wife? Oh, she's a nag. You down there with the fella? She's a nag. All she do is nag, nag, nag. She's just like her mama. Never shut up. Blah, 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 blah. You got all that talk. Don't lie. I know I can read some of your minds in here. So you think I'm kidding. I ain't kidding. That's what you've been thinking. And you've been saying. And then you get all mad. And let me tell you what a lot of you guys do. You internalize and then you get bitter towards her, but you never tell her. Now I'm doing this Yoda stuff on you now. Yeah, I'm Yoda right now. Just call me Yoda. Like, "Mm, I'm yoda in you now. What do you mean Yoda? I'm getting in your head. Like, you look at her, you're just mad. You're like, I'm not going to tell her, but I don't like her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're like, rah. Yeah, and then you walk around like a dipstick for three weeks, and then you play cold shoulder, and you don't talk. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, and then she's like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. You do the same stuff, ladies. Cut it out. It starts happening, and somebody getting Grumpy. Because we're not being grateful. We're not being prayer-filled. You understand what I'm saying? And he's like, oh, he don't pay no attention to me. No duh. You ain't paying no attention to him. He ain't paying no attention to you. And the whole house is jacked up because ain't nobody feeling rolling responsibility because nobody's got gratitude. I'm preaching way better than everybody's amen to me, but I don't really care about your amens. I'm here to help you. You see what I'm saying? And then I'm going to, man, you better thank God. And them kids, let me tell you, they'll wear you out, but guess what? They're a blessing of the Lord. Somebody's like, yeah, they're a blessed assurance, all right? Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm telling you, you have to develop. So here's what you got to develop. Number two, you got to develop a radical gratitude in all circumstances. That's big. How am I going, well, am I excited? You ain't excited about broke. You ain't excited about sick. You ain't excited about a jacked up marriage. You know what you're excited about? God said I could be rich. That's what you're excited about. God said He could restore anything. That's what you, and Jesus said He's a healer. You're excited about Jesus has the answer for whatever the drama is that shows up. Oh my God in heaven! Did you get that? Look at this in First Thessalonians five eighteen. I'm helping you because sometimes what happens is we start getting internal in our focus and we start forgetting about how good God's been, and we start seeing what we don't have. You know what I mean? But some of you, the reason why you don't have is because you think Instagram's real, you silly thing, you. But I don't got that Instagram wife. she be baking cookies all day long. Come home and she got my slippers ready. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't even wear slippers. But you know what I'm saying? You live in this papier-mâché world with people that, they just putting their best foot forward. No, the reality is what? Life is life. Look at this scripture up here. You need to see this. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, he didn't say the thing happening is God's will, or the problems are God's will. He said, give thanks in the circumstances, because what? God's will is that he's bigger than this mess. He wants you to get give. give thanks in all circumstances. He didn't say give thanks for all circumstances. He said in them. You don't get excited when you get a bad doctor's report. You get excited that Jesus is a healer. Well, praise the Lord, I can be healed. They don't even know what you got. I don't need to know. I know Jesus will heal me. This marriage and relationship is so jacked up, this joker, praise God. I know God's a restorer of relationships. My money's so funny, I don't even know where it is. Praise the Lord, God said he's a restorer of wealth. My God, this kid is hell-bent, man. That joker's out there in left field. Bible said children are an inheritance of the Lord. They're blessed coming in and blessed going out. You see what I'm saying? I'm not excited about the drama. I'm not excited about the problem. I'm not excited about the stuff. I'm excited that God's bigger than all of it and He's in me, living in me, moving in me, trying to show me I have a victory. Come on. But well, you got to be grateful. What's your life going to look like when you get up tomorrow morning and say, Praise the Lord, I'm just happy to be here? You ever do that with Jesus? Sometimes, Billy, I get up, I'm honoring. I'm like, God, I'm up. <laughs> You don't play with Jesus like this. God, I'm up. How you doing today? <laughs> what you doing? Yeah, I play with God like that. You know, I get up early, you know. Mike sees me riding around there, <laughs> coming down the street. I'm up. Sometimes I just go outside. I'm like, praise the Lord. I'm like, hey, God, I'm here. <laughs> he knows where you are. You better start having fun with this. Jesus, what you doing today? I'm goofing around. Why? Because here's what you got to understand. You got to be grateful. You got another day. You know what you need to do, some of you, and I'm not going to say this in a mean way, but this is true. You need to go see somebody jacked up. Yeah, I'm being serious. You need to go see somebody really jacked up. Johnny, that time, he flipped me out. He changed my life. I said, John, how's it going? He said, I'm so sick, Pastor. He goes, walking to the mailbox takes me all day. I said, You what? He said, Getting up and going to the mailbox is like a three hour project. I come back, I got to rest. I said, You got to be kidding me. I got so mad at myself coming back. I said, I take things for granted. Now, listen, we all take things for granted. Wake up. But sometimes you got to see somebody going through something. And when you see them going through something, you know, somebody just said something the other day. Me and Sean were talking about, stuff. you know, having your right mental faculties. Glory to God, man. You're breathing, dude. You see these people, I see this guy the other day walking with a tank with oxygen. Guy needs the oxygen to breathe everywhere he goes. Got to walk around with a tank. You ain't got no tank. Glory to God. I'm not saying down on those people. Go lay hands on those people. But are you grateful that you got up tonight? What I don't have. I don't have the newest iPhone. What are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't got a new car. I got an old car. Did your car run? Glory to God. Get happy about something. Get thankful about something. Get excited that God's blessed you. Get happy for what God gave you. Be grateful. Maybe God will give you more and you start being grateful for what you got. Come on. Praise the Lord, man. Thank God. You know, I remember back in the day when we went to church, you know, we don't talk like this in church no more. But they used to be like, you know, you better be thankful for what you have. You know, they used to talk like that in church, remember? Now everything's like, I don't know, I don't hear much of this stuff, you know. But I remember they're like, man, you got a car? You got a junker? And they're like, yeah, I got a junker. He's like, go home. I think it was Ken and Copeland. Brother Hagin would say like this. Copeland, Brother Copeland said this too. Go home and get that junker and wax it. They said, wax that piece of junk. Clean it up. And he said, that's the problem with some of you. You got, your car looks like a pigsty. Got wrappers in the back and Chick-fil-A junk in there. And it smells like a gym locker for crying out loud. You like, you, you grateful for the car you got? Clean it up. Vacuum it out. Make it look good. Wash it and wax it. I remember I had a 40 and an 80. I had a $40 suit. I had a forty and eighty. I used to laugh. I had an eighty dollar suit. I'm t- I'm telling you the God's honor. I had an eighty. I got it at J.C. Penney. I thought it was cool, right? I, I did. I didn't know nothing. I, didn't know. I was a kid, man. What do I know? I had a J.C. Penney suit. Billy had a forty and an eighty. When big services were coming up, I had the eighty. And then when there was like a w- wing it day, I had a forty. And I wore a forty dollar suit. And I remember, man, I remember them guys talking like you iron your clothes. I used to iron that thing to go to church. To go to church, not to preach. And I get up. I, Saturday night, I used to iron my shirt. Make sure my shirt. My, I had my shirt, right? I had some shoes. My shoes were right. Now you want to know why I spent all this money on this stuff? And I got that money? Because I took care of that 40 and that 80. Now I got Brioni. Laughing. Named J.C. Penney no more. That wasn't my idea. That was God's idea. So Don't get mad at me when I'm wearing some stuff. And where where I got it. You didn't pay for it. My mama did. Glory to God, Hallelujah. <laughs> That's a buster. I got to give her a zinger a little bit. She ain't taking the mic so I can get her. No, but what am I saying? I had an 80 dollar suit. I had to iron it, make sure it was white. She was good about that. Thank God I lived home as long as I could. Why? Because it was, like, easy, right? But I made sure my suit was pressed. I made, and I would listen, Brother Copeland, Brother Hagen. Brother Hagen said, clean your stuff up, you slobs. We're in Bible school. He's yelling at us, Tony. He's like, you're yeah, all out of place, and you look looking like, not saying you, the kids, we were kids. You know, he's like, straighten up your act. I said, okay, man, I made sure my stuff looked good, and I was happy for what God gave me. Everybody looking at what you got. Well, oh, I want to have some of that stuff. Are you happy for what you got? Are you grateful for what you got? I remember thanking God for the car and thanking God for the stuff. How many of you thanking God because you got to live by faith when you start the car? Like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, started. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No, and now I press a button, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I take it for granted that the thing runs, you know? It's like, no, sometimes you just got to get gratitude. And when you get gratitude, you know, like, I thank them the other day. I said, Thanks for this car. Thank you for the house. My God in heaven. Thank you for this. Thank you for a swimming pool. Oh, Jesus, glory to God. I went anything freezing the other morning. I was thanking him. I was like, glory to God. Thank God for this. Thank God for the pen. The other day, I'm goofy. I'm thanking God for pens and books and notebooks and stuff. Thank you for this and thank you for that. And thank you and thank you for that. And thank God. It becomes, it becomes contagious. Otherwise, what are you doing? I don't have this. My neighbor got that. I got this. My buddy, he got a boat so big. This joker got a boat so big. I laugh. That boat is big that joker got. I said, how many feet is this thing? He told me the one day, I said, man, I got so happy. I was like, glory to God. I was praising God for the boat he got. I praise God for the stuff you got. I told Todd the other day I was kidding with him. I said, man, when you get the plane, go fly the plane. Get excited about your plane. Glory to God. Fly that thing all over the world. Take me with you. Glory to God. I told my one buddy he got a plane I said, just give me some peanuts and a Coke Zero in the back. I don't want to know nothing about the stick and the yolks and all that stuff. You take care of all that. Just fly me. I want to be excited. Said, See, you got to get excited about it a little bit. So you jealous. Oh, look at my neighbor. You know what I'm saying? I want you to live great, have the best. But you ain't even grateful for what you got. Why would God give you more? You ever been around a kid, you give them something and they ain't grateful, right? You ever get around that? What do you do? Man, I don't want to give you more, but what do you do when you get a kid? Man, I'm in my pocket, man. Here, kid, take this, man. Kids that are grateful, what do you do? Kid, thank you. Thank you. I bought ice cream the one time. I was like, man, you want to give me your wallet? Here, take the money. Why? Because kids, what do you mean? It's a contagious atmosphere. What do you like? I complain and complain and complain and complain. Take inventory of your life. What's been coming out of your mouth? Well, mostly I'm complaining. Well, there you go. You've located yourself. Adjust it. Why? This is important. Write this down. Remember this. Having radical gratitude is important. Why? Because you got to realize this. Number three, gratitude. I wrote this. I I got, this is pretty good. Sometimes I amaze myself. You know what I mean? Because I know I ain't this smart. Got to be the Holy Ghost, right? Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. Woo! That's a good one, Vaughn. I must have had a real good Holy Ghost day there because I ain't that bright, right? Brian, I was thinking about that. You know what it is? Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. I'm not remembering do you remember being lost? It's not a bad idea to go back there sometimes. Remember what it's like to be afraid, yeah, to be scared, to be worried. You remember, like when you were worried about how? You remember, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't go there long in your head. Remember what it's like being lost, not having no hope. Remember what it's like being bound up, addicted. Maybe some of you been there. You ain't there no more. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to remember, man. Remember, oh, you don't don't like the guy you with, that boy, that husband you got or whatever you got, or that girl you got. Remember when you were alone? Praying and wishing somebody would come in your life? Now they're here. Are you putting as much effort in the relationship now that you got it as before you had it? Now I just take her for granted. She's like, you know, whatever. I take him for granted. You know that joker just out there doing his thing? Are we remembering? Look, I'm not picking on you. I love you. This is where gratitude is birthed in the ground of remembering. Remember. Remember Remember when you couldn't have them kids? And that's all you wanted was to have a kid and now you got one and that joker's wearing you out. You know what I'm saying? Remember when you believe in God to have them little jokers and now they're like 40 and they're still on the credit card? Glory to God. Does that ever end? No? Somebody help me. I'm really, I really need help. It ends. I hope you cut Cut them off, right? Yeah, thank you. I figured that, John. All right? So, so I'd say, got to cut them off. You got to let them go. Right? remember that. Don't cut me off. I need help. Right? So, come on. What am I trying to get you? Remember? Are you? Are we there? Are we really being grateful? Isn't gratitude an attitude that has to be developed? Yeah. And it's in the place of remembrance. No, I was kidding. The praise theme's coming, right? I'm going to give you point number four. I didn't give them that. But I remember buying, I, I told them at 9 o'clock. I remember we went somewhere, and I went to Cleveland. I know where I went. I went to go see Brother Normal. And I go see Brother Normal and they had the Hammond. The Hammond was there. I wanted the Hammond, but not a lot of guys can play Hammond. He could play anything. But I was like, man, what do I get? And I said, I, thought, I asked Pest Greg. I said, Pest what do I get? He said, go buy the S90. So I went back, and we bought a keyboard without a keyboard player. And we put it in the Miracle Center on the stand, and I spoke to the thing until somebody came. And today I was kidding, and I said to Derek and the team, I said, now you're here. I'm grateful. Because I remember. Remember that business you started? Remember when it was just you, and you grounded out 90, some of you guys know what I'm talking, 90 hours, junior 90 hours, Brian 90 hours, whatever it took to get it done. And now you're knee deep in it, and sometimes it's overwhelming, but guess what? Remember what it took to get there? And now sometimes we... Thanks, God. Look, I know, guys. It's relationship. It's life. It's everything, right? You're like, this is going to be great. Be an entrepreneur. You're like, oh, my God. I'm ready to shoot. Guess what, though? God, man. Remember. Remember what it took to get here. Thankfulness that you pushed through seasons. Some of you shouldn't even be married, but you pushed through a season. You didn't quit. You held on anyway. You stuck it out. I remember being, I remember, like, I started being grateful for everything around me. I started being grateful for you guys. Point number four, I'll write this down. Gratitude has figured this out. Gratitude or a person of gratitude is fully aware that it is owed nothing in life. Nobody, life doesn't owe you anything. Everything you got was a blessing. Gratitude's figured that out. Like I started thinking about the family God gave you. What about the family God gave you? And some of you might say, well, my family's out of whack. How about the church family God gave you? I told somebody today, I said, I'm closer to you. I don't have brothers. I don't have siblings. I'm closer to the people in the church than my natural biological family because, you know what I mean? I was like, I got, I got, I got uncle. I got this. I got that. I got family because God put it there. Are you grateful for the people God put in your life? I started looking at you guys, man. I started thinking about all of you guys. I started praying for you guys. And maybe we don't hang out all the time, but I started, I was thankful for you. I was grateful for you. I thank God. I told God, I said, God, if this is the church and this is the size of the church for the rest of my life, I'm happy that you gave me what you gave me, that we do life together, that we are a family. We go to church together. I was grateful for that. I was grateful for the kids I got. I was grateful for this. I'm grateful for everything. Why? Because gratitude understands this, that I am fully aware that I am nothing in life. And I understand this, that the grace of God has given me the ability to walk in gratitude Greater than ever before. So today, I'm going to leave you with this: What are you grateful for? Have you verbalized the people you are grateful for? Make up a phone today. I'm just, am I? You know what? I'm just grateful for you. I just want you to know, man. I, I love you. Whatever it takes. Maybe you got to call your mom and dad. Maybe you got to call an aunt and uncle. Maybe you got to call, maybe you got to pick somebody up and go, you know what? You know, it was funny as parents. I don't think any of us think we're doing it right. I tell my kids, I screwed you all up. I don't know. Whatever I jacked up, Jesus will fix. That's what I tell them. I don't know. All I can do is give you the best. And you want to know what? I think life sometimes is like, you know, I've had that conversation. What I learned was sometimes not what to do, but what not to do. How about you? Don't do that. I don't know if there's a book on how to do things right. Is there a how to do things right book? If it is, I never read it. This is what you're not supposed to do book I wrote. So, whatever starts, just be grateful. Maybe you go, maybe you leave here and you go to lunch with your wife and you say, I'm just thankful for you. You put up with a lot of my junk. Maybe the wife looks at the husband and goes, You know what? You're a pain. Glory to God, I'm grateful for you. I don't know, but today's about gratitude. First and foremost, I noticed we need to be grateful to God because He didn't, He came and found you, man. I think about me, I was lost, bro. Brian, I wasn't looking for Him, John. I wasn't looking for Jesus, man. I didn't even know who the heck He was. Didn't go looking for Jesus. Mike, I wasn't looking for Jesus. I was just doing the thing, just rolling. And all of a sudden, somebody said, do you want to know about Jesus? I'm thinking, Jesus? What are you talking about Jesus? The guy at the Catholic church? Jesus? I don't even know what you're talking about, lady. Jesus. I said, I know I'm empty on the inside and I need something. I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is. But if you tell me it's Jesus, might be the answer I've been looking for. I'm looking for somebody. I don't know who it is. That's yeah, Jesus. Jesus. And all of a sudden, he enters into your life and your whole life changes. And the course and direction of your life goes in another direction. The Bible says he first loved you. That's why you love him. That's why you're here today. If you never did another thing for us, we should be grateful. Thanks for coming and find me. Thanks for saving me. Thank you that I'm going to heaven. And you want to know what? Thank you because you found me i put this house on the best track I could possibly put them on. So these kids serve God. And they might not look like they're serving God for some of you right now, but they will because that's the Bible promise. And you know what? They might not be perfect, but guess what? They're on a track going somewhere, and God's got his hand on them because you're serving God. And then you start seeing stuff start happening. And you walk through the pain, and you walk through the guilt, and you walk through the shame, and God's been faithful, and things look like they shattered and fell apart, but God picks you up, and you start becoming grateful, and it starts changing your atmosphere, and it starts changing your disposition. You can't even wait to get up tomorrow, because guess what? I can get up. And I start becoming excited about Going to work. And I know some of you are like, man, you know, I go to this job, I hate this thing. I can't stand this thing. Just be grateful for where you're at and God will change where you're going. Start telling them what's going on. God, I'm just thankful, man. I'm grateful. So maybe today you tell somebody. Maybe today you pick up a phone and call somebody. I don't know what you got to do. God's working on your own heart. God's worked on my heart twice today. But you're just thankful and you're grateful for what God has done. And here's another thing. If God never did another thing, He's done enough. Cool, I'm going to heaven. Over to God. And remember this, because I'm leaving you with this. We're not thankful for the problems. We're thankful that He's the problem solver. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person here today. I thank you that they changed their life. They transformed their life. They're never going to be the same again. I thank you, Lord, for what's taking place within their life. And I thank you, Lord, that they have a heart filled with gratitude. And this is what I want to do. If you're in here today and you don't know Jesus and you need Jesus and you want to receive Jesus, just just slip your hand up real quick. If you don't know who Jesus is, nobody looking around the room, every eye closed, every head bowed. If you need Jesus, just slip your hand up. 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 Just slip your hand up and say, Jesus, come on into my life. But here's what I want to pray. And I want everybody to pray this with me. That's serious. You might be in here today and say, Pastor Chris, I have not been grateful. I know I got to do some work here. I've been complaining. I've been mumbling, grumbling, complaining. I got in this strife. I don't know what's going on. I got strife in this house. I got strife in this relationship. I just need to fix some stuff. Whatever is going on in your heart right now today, whatever you're believing God for change, I believe God's arm is not sure. He can reach into your situation and He can turn some things around. I said some stuff I should have never said. You said some stuff you should have never said. God Almighty, we all said some stuff we should have never said. But if you're in here today and say, God, I got to get some stuff under the blood and I want to move into what you got for me. I want to move into this next season of life. I want to be a person of radical gratitude. I want to be a person of supernatural gratitude forever. I just want you to pray with me in here. Just pray with me. You sit there at, the, at your seat and just say this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for transforming my life. Forgive me. From this moment forward, let me be a person of gratitude. Forgive me. Help me Stop complaining. Help me. I don't want to be selfish no more. Teach me how to put others first. Let me be conscious of the moments of my life. Lead me, guide me, help me. Holy Spirit, quicken me. May I never be the same again. Because the power of grace is working in my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. You guys are dismissed. You did great. Glory to God. God is good. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.